From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. James, it's good to be back with you, and we have a, a special guest with us today, and I think we're going to talk about some things that will be interesting and intriguing to our audience. So how are you today? I'm doing great. It's always great to be here with you, Steve, and uh, I love when we have guests. <laughs> Absolutely. James and I have been sharing our thoughts the last few episodes, and we thought it'd be good to bring somebody on. Um, and um, this is somebody who I've been following for some time and has been doing some some things that I, I think will be uh, you'll find to be very innovative, uh, but also really uh, very welcoming to our audience, which we, we view as uh, as mostly programmers in the industry. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome Dustin Berg from OAV School. Welcome, Dustin. Welcome. Thanks for taking the time to invite me onto your podcast. Thanks for being here. Um, so so um, what Dustin's been doing that caught my eye is he's been putting together uh, training videos and and also um, different courses. But but what I what I like about it the most is he's talking about things that he is picking up on that programmers in the industry are really looking to or struggling with or looking for help on. And and that's something that we've talked about before in our past episodes, James. And we've been talked we've talked about um in terms of like where do we go to get trained and how does a programmer um build their career and and advance themselves. Um, so that I think that um, what Dustin has to offer will, will be uh, pretty valuable, um, but also um, I, I think it is fairly unique in the industry. I agree. I, I, I look forward to this discussion with him. Absolutely. And uh, so Dustin, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, some of your background and really what what I'd like to get to is, is how, how did you, do you um, bring yourself to this point in your career? Because what I found is is that you know a lot of programmers are are not necessarily the ones that are going to go out and market themselves the way you are. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. So I'm a guitar player who became an AV guy, who became a programmer, who became an entrepreneur, kind of in those steps. They kind of all mashed together. But I got started in AV when I was like 19 um, because I liked music and I was into recording in my basement with uh, like multiple uh, like multi-track recorders on tape so that was fun but um, I found myself in rentals and staging and working with an audiovisual integration company great and and um, is it some it, where where you are now um, you're you have your own company you're you're doing things on your own I believe that it's a combination of um, it kind of do it with me, do it for me, do it, or do it yourself. Like it's all of those mashed together. It sounds like, it sounds like you'll, you'll cater to the, what the audience needs. Yeah. Like I've really kind of adopted this help people where they need help sort of mantra. And it's, I mean, it's helping people, but it's also helping me stay busy and stay relevant. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a win-win. I think it's, it's beneficial when you're providing stuff to people that's, you know, uplifting them and helping them get their stuff done. And it, you're also able to do it in a way that moves you forward personally. So it's kind of a, like I say, a win-win. Excellent. And and um, you have a few different things going on from what I've seen. 
um, Pro AV School um, gives uh, uh, training. And then you also have some videos where you're just doing tutorials. Um, uh, Overworked Logic is uh, one of yours that you're you're showing some how-tos. So you're you're giving people some tips and tricks, which I think is really neat. Yeah. So I kind of skipped over, but I'm a Crestron service provider. And I kind of feel like as a service provider, I help get programming done. So I help mostly integrators do their projects, but I also help a little bit with end users when they come to me. And I help programmers for the integrators. I think that's where I'm starting to, to become more and more valuable is the insights and training that I'm sharing. It's not like specific stuff like Crestron has their own training and like everybody knows that they do I'm not trying to make another track of learning I'm trying to make specific lessons more accessible because you can kind of get lost in the weeds especially when you're um, like one programmer in a company and you have other responsibilities you're not always sitting in front of the computer programming so every time you come back to it you kind of almost have to remember where you left off and so having more like this is how you do X, Y, Z in an accessible way. It really helps people, especially the short videos on YouTube and stuff. I'm getting a lot of a lot of good comments and feedback from stuff that to me seems pretty simplistic. It's like kind of element. It's not elementary stuff, but it's like it, it's I'm not sharing like rocket science. It's kind of basic, but people seem to really get benefit from it. So that kind of reminds me um something that I was told by uh, a boss I had one year. And I, I was sitting down talking with him. And I told him, I'm like, nothing I do is hard. And his response, it, and it stuck with me, and I still use this. It may not be hard to you, but it might be hard for someone else. So that sounds like with you, just Dustin, you're saying like, oh, this, this seems like a no-brainer, you know, easy, but it might be struggling for some programmers who need that help that you're providing. So that's great. Yeah, the other insight that I kind of got, even as you're saying that, is that programmers can be pretty pretentious, um, not just in AV, just in general. And the better you get, the more of an ego you tend to develop. And there's really this, this divide between beginners and people that know and they look, the people that know look down and like, oh, just read the manual. You should be able to figure it out. Like, this is stupid. Like, just to figure it out. And um, I like, I've always been one that likes to share my knowledge with people. And I think like even before social media and before all that stuff, like if somebody asked me a question, I would always, when I could stop do, doing what I'm doing and kind of assist and show them how to do it. Because my philosophy is if I can help somebody else do the job that maybe that I'm doing, I can go do something that's more interesting to me, not better, just something different. They can do that and I can move to something else. And I, I like, like, that's kind of the entrepreneurial type thing where I like, I like moving around. I like doing new stuff. Yeah, I totally can connect with that. I'm the same way. I, I'm getting, I'm learning, especially now I'm in a managerial role is balancing between that technical role and you know, leadership role and becoming a, like, there's a lot of times, like, I try not to get that ego. It's like, I'll just read the manual or figure it out. And I always tend to step back, look at it and go, when I was new, did I know this? 
And so should they know this or is this something I need to teach them? And I do kind of get to that fine line of letting them figure it out, but also teaching them. And I'm just like you, Dustin, I'm the same way. I, I love sharing my knowledge with other people. Yeah, I think uh, three guys sitting on a podcast talking about stuff are three guys that are sharing knowledge just kind of intrinsically. So we're probably yeah. preaching to a choir here. <laughs> just uh, out of curiosity, do you, is this something that you saw a change in the market? Is it something that you pursued because it was an interest of yours? Is it something, because um, like for me, one of the things that I've done uh, with my company is that we've kind of pivoted a bit because we are trying to really focus in on a certain area of the industry, similar to you, um, doing providing the building blocks for others to be able to use to do their projects. It sounds like you're doing something similar, just in a, a different, in, in a different form. It, it, or, you know, so what, what t- tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So like pro AV school, the, the website, like the domain, if you, I actually went and looked at it before the show, September, 2011, 12 years ago is when I registered it, wow. which is, that's actually a long time ago now. Um, and at the time, I was kind of thinking, thinking a couple of things. When I started, it was it was in the early 2000s, maybe even a little bit. Early. Actually, it was still 1999. Um, <laughs> that's how old I am. I mean, I guess we're probably in the same age. You guys might even be older than me, but it doesn't matter. Um, back then, it was hard to get any information of any kind, anyhow. Um, but even now, with um, all the resources that we have, it's still difficult. Like AV is we're integrating different stuff and certain manufacturers have silos of information on how to integrate their stuff with their other stuff. But if you're going, if you're crossing from type to type, nobody is really giving you the information on how to do that. So there's kind of this void that you got to kind of learn it as you go. And it's, um, it's a hard fought battle sometimes. So that was one. The other one, um, as I advanced in my career, I found myself as an integration manager with with some, like, I think it was four or five installers. And sometimes I'd send them out to do a project and they'd come back two hours later and they couldn't get in the room for whatever reason or the construction was delayed. And so now I've got all these guys sitting here and my managers are telling me, get them on some sort of training. And at the time is like, what what can I put them on? Like some manufacturers have some websites um, some online training, but it's like there isn't really a structured curriculum. So that's kind of where the seed of the idea of Pro AV School came out, and it still hasn't really fully matured. I think I spent, like I say, 12 years, but I spent a lot of time not really focused on it and just kind of playing around slash abandoning it for, for a number of years, I think. But um, yeah, that's kind of where Pro AV School came from is just there isn't a lot of sources of good information from people that have a wide range of experience so what what do you think are the types of people that would benefit from from um, checking out your site and and like what what would be a a good um, target or an ideal person that you target your uh, offerings toward well, right now I am very Crestron focused and I don't really want to be. I just kind of evolved in that direction, partially due to lack of focus. 
but partially because that was my main bread and butter was doing programming. So I can't really talk about other stuff when most of what I do is programming. So right now, Pro AV School is mostly about programming, but um, I'm starting to expand that a little bit, at least in my um, my planning. If you go there, you're not going to see much, much that kind of indicates that. But we've started to, or I have started to find some courses that I can license that aren't Crestron specific. I've got a C sharp one now that I've got. Um, it's actually not available. I got to make that make an offer for that one. And then, like this last week, I just got a hold of an HTML five CSS JavaScript course because I think there's a a big lack of understanding for people that transition into a programming role in AV, anyways, to really understand that stuff because we've all probably kind of played with it but never really fully and I'm in the same boat I've never really fully learned it like I was doing websites when I was I don't know 13 it's like html but that was before css that was before, before javascript that was like um so I think I feel like I know the core concepts but I don't really know them I got to go back and relearn them so I'm actually going through um with a group I'm going to go every week um, online and work through these lessons in this course and kind of share my insights and we'll we'll learn together and and then these are really more mainstream courses they're not tailored to av but you i would imagine you're going to help people to bridge that gap yeah like i don't want to bring people from um i, I don't want to just train people on technology that they could get learned about anywhere else I'm not going to be the web development training center for anybody. I want to be, if I'm doing web development, I'm doing web development, yeah, sorry, web development for AV guys. Cause we're, we're, we're kind of different. Um, I should say AV guys and gals, cause you don't know, like right now, I think predominantly it shifts one way, but I mean, it's like, it's inclusive as much as we try. I don't really want to, I, I don't know. I shouldn't have even brought that up because I don't know. I have no comment on it. I think it's great to have uh, as many people involved as there are roles that we can find for them. I think it takes takes a wide variety of people to, to take on the types of jobs that we take on. Yeah, I, I definitely think it takes a wide variety. Um, and I think really why you might be seeing no limited is maybe knowledge of pro AV school because I will fully admit I didn't know about it until Steve sent me the info. Like, uh, so it's not something that came across my radar. Um, so it's definitely, I can see it being beneficial. So one, hopefully that our audience who I'm hoping is a diverse could also help diverse your candidate pool as well of visiting yeah. your site. But yeah, now there's definitely, hopefully get the word out there. Yeah, actually, absolutely. I like this a lot. And James, I was going to ask you, do you see this as being valuable to you in your role? Because I know that you're always trying to um, grow your workers and, and a lot of them didn't necessarily come to you with a, a lot of hands-on experience. So this might be a great resource because sending them to manufacturer training is only going to take them so far. And I think as Dustin said, you know, they, they may teach you the alphabet that this is going to teach you how to make sentences and write paragraphs and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I do see it being valuable. Um, the 
I don't know. Uh, what I'm trying to look at this is a couple fold. Like everyone knows me who follows me knows I'm always, always learning, always apply knowledge wherever you can from wherever you can. So yes, this is right up the alley. Um, as Dustin kind of alluded to it right now at this moment, it's a little narrow focus on crash on, which understand can't blame them. Um, but he branched out, which is great. And especially the areas he's branching out, I think it would be widely uh, popular for the AV programmers. Because as Dustin mentioned, most of them have not done HTML5 or CSS or even C Sharp and Python. Those languages are new to AV programmers. Yeah, not, not really new to me because I came from the IT world and that's what IT folks know. But um, it is definitely helpful. So would I review this for maybe my team members? Yes. Um, but at this moment, I need my team members to have those ABCs. So they have that foundation. So they have to focus on the manufacturer training first. Once they have that foundation and understanding, then to be able to put it into a cohesive paragraph, as you well put, Steve, is great. And a program like Dustin's would be awesome. Yeah, I um, I was going to um, ask Dustin, what would you look for from our audience? How could they help you? Or what 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 type of input are you looking for to help you to serve them better? Well, I think in terms of expanding outside of programming, I kind of want to look at what people need. Like, where are the where are the major gaps? And like, I've talked to some people, I know some, some things of just based on my experience, I talked to a lot of installers who want to kind of bridge the gap from installation into doing DSP and doing configuration. And to them, there's like kind of this big divide of um, they're on the install path and they look and they see all these other guys walk into, and this is how it's described. They'll walk in with a laptop and do their thing and close the laptop and take off. Like, it seems like they have the, the easier role. Um, as a programmer, you, you guys probably know, we, we close our laptops and we go home, we eat, eat dinner, and then we're opening the laptops. We're still working. Like, Wait, you eat dinner? <laughs> <laughs> like, like sometimes we're up in the morning and like, like you, you're cranking it out through all hours of the night. So they don't really see that. So they just get to go home and they're done. Um, so like each has its own challenges, right? Um, but to get back to your original question, I'd, I'd like to know from, from your audience, if there's people that are outside of the programmer realm, uh, where else are there knowledge gaps that people aren't really teaching? Like I know um, like companies like SynodCon, Synthetic Audio Concepts or Synergistic Audio Concepts, they do really good audio training, but it's like high level stuff. I think there's probably a space for sort of the 25% of knowledge that they teach that could be condensed. Cause I don't think everybody needs to be that knowledgeable about stuff. Um, there's probably other areas. I don't know, really know how to identify for like display that technology changes, changes so fast that it's hard to even know what, like how to craft a course that teaches things outside of what manufacturers can teach you. So um, I'm, I'm looking for input, I guess in a lot of ways, because I don't, I don't really have a good game plan on the types of content that would really help people. So uh, help me understand this a little more is 
is your are your lessons um on i know they're online but are they instructor led where i gotta be on sit there and watch or watch at my own pace like what's the format like so i i've kind of played with both i've tried workshops i've tried like kind of like a weekend workshop i tried that um i've tried weekly meetings and then i have the pre-recorded stuff like kind of on demand it's really hard to coordinate timing especially like time zones and i i don't really want to do this stuff at night like i have kids and stuff and probably the people that are participating don't want to either so it's it's hard to fit it during the day when people aren't working it's like it's really hard so i think the um the pre-recorded stuff and then also what I'm trying basically with this web development thing is ask questions before the meeting and you don't have to attend if you can't. I'll answer the questions and stuff during the meeting of anybody that's there and anybody that's pre-submitted. We'll record it and then you can, at your own time frame, watch it and review it. So in higher ed, that's called um, flip classrooms where you actually do the material ahead of time, like watch a video and stuff, and you come to the meeting or class ready to actually do stuff, and which is great. It's a, a huge in um, education right now. So I, I think that's a good environment um, to do, but we also know everyone learns differently. Um, yeah. So like I'm a type of person where I need a little mixture, like I can sit there and watch online videos, but also, ping be able to ping the instructor when i need i have a question yeah i think having like um kind of the cohort group of people that start at the same time and work through it is a really good concept i haven't really implemented it with any of my stuff but i think it's it's good to kind of push you along so you're actually making progress instead of you signed up for a course and you never really got to it yeah curious too are you seeing more individuals do this or are you seeing uh, any organizations have you train a team it's mostly individuals yeah I, I i personally i mean one of the reasons i wanted to have you on is to get hear more details about what you're doing as i said i've been following it for some time and i think that there's a, a need here and and uh, i think you're on the right track i uh, where where do you where do you think um things are headed um, in the future aside from what you've shared already? That's a good question. I, I think um, I have this concept of a virtual training department for AV integrators that could also be applied with some tweaks and adjustments to um, like universities and colleges. And it could also be applied to help desks at um, enterprise companies. Because it's always the help desk guys that are dealing with the AV and it's kind of a pain in the butt. I think it would have to be a different set of courses, but kind of the model of creating a, a learning portal that you can managers can assign stuff to their employees and follow their progress. Mm-hmm. I think that would be hugely valuable. And I think that's something that we can, as Pro-AV School, kind of evolve into. But it's going to take a lot, a lot more content creation and a lot of... Um, course development and i think like if you look at um infocom slash avixa they've got all this training and that's one of the challenges is i'm not trying to be another 
certification body of AV because that's already been done. But I think their classes, and I haven't gone through all of them, but from what I see, it's kind of more of a university lecture hall type of scenario where you're sitting there and the presentation is very, very focused on the information and very, um, it's kind of dry, really. It's very theoretical, very dry. I think with, with kind of the TikTok generation, people want, or people are more used to like a quick fix of information of how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this? I think if I can kind of cobble the two together in a way that cohesively makes sense, that will be extremely valuable. And I had, I had this idea of like an app that's based on like AI based that looks through a huge library of information and you can ask it, how do I connect this to this? And it can give you an answer and probably go to the source of the answer of video, somebody talking about it, but that would require um, a great deal of development and a lot of um, development of the content to be able to provide that. So what I'm hearing from this is one, maybe you and I need to have a conversation off air, <laughs> but also maybe there's a lot of folks out in the industry who could uh, point you and help you uh, shape what you're trying to do. Cause I think a lot of that stuff sounds uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Like my goal is to create something that helps a lot of people and by if I can help a lot of people, it will help me as well. But it's not me first focused. It's like, how can I help this industry? Like yeah. I've struggled through it for um, close to 25 years or something. And it's challenging. Like there's things that are challenging that if people had more access to knowledge, they wouldn't hit these roadblocks where they, oh, we need this guy to come do this. Well, no, you can figure it out kind of the three quarters of what you need from these different training methods and different. No, I agree. That's one thing when I started out my AV uh, programming, where I kind of just got here, handed lines of code and told me, told to make it work was, like I said, I came from IT. If I had a problem with Python or HTML, I can Google it and find tons of resources online. You do for AV, it's like crickets out there. You can't, like you try doing that for Crestron. It's a little bit better now with Reddit. Some posts yeah. on Reddit get, um, get some interesting information, but it's also, it's hard to gauge the level of um, competency of the mm -hmm. person giving the answer and also the state that they're in, like the Facebook groups and stuff. Um, sometimes people will just fire off a reply because they want to, and I've done this. So I'm not just saying other people, like sometimes I will just fire off a reply without really thinking about it or really reading what they fully wrote. And so people that know me would take that as, oh, this really means something because it's this guy talks a lot about programming, but really I didn't, I gave it like 20 seconds of thought. So yeah. it's not like the, it might not be the best solution for what you're trying to do, but you can't tell when you're reading it on a page. 100%. All right. I, as we wrap this up, I think uh, one of the things that the industry is, is really lacking is uh, new ways to bring new people in. So I think what you're doing could be a great way to have people get interested, but then also give them the avenue to learn not only 
what they're going to be doing, but also have, have that training program so that uh, organizations are not afraid to bring people in that without that don't have experience and maybe have the the capability but not the experience. So I I, I think think that that that's another thing to look into is is kind of aligning with groups that are looking to attract new people to the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for your your time. Um, uh, this has been um, uh, great to learn more about what you're up to and so forth. Would you tell our audience a little bit about how they can reach you, how they can learn more about what you're doing, and um, if, if there's any call to action you want to offer? Yeah. Um, so I didn't really talk about overworked logic. I'll just give a, can I give like a minute of overworked Absolutely. logic? So I acquired this YouTube channel. It's um, pretty well known in terms of Crestron programming because Jonathan, the previous creator, put out a lot of good stuff about the different symbols and stuff. Um, it's better than the help file in a lot of cases, how it explains things. So Jonathan had moved on to a career outside of AV. So that channel was dead for like six years. I didn't know him. I had to hunt him down. Um, I found it, found him and asked him if he would sell me the, the YouTube channel because I, I always knew that it was a good brand. And so bringing that on stream, that was early this year uh, in 2023, I'm focusing the Crestron tutorials and stuff. They're going to move away from Pro AV School. And they're going to be more of the overworked logic is going to be Crestron programming tutorials. And so from that, I have um, an offer for ask the programmer listeners or a special bonus, I should say. Um, if you go to owl.proavschool.com slash ask the programmer, I'm going to give you my little TLDR clipboard utility, which lets you copy and paste text in and out of simple windows. Um, also, I've got a lesson on using VS code that I'm including for ask the programmer viewers. So you just have to sign up there. Wow. That's nice. awesome. That, thanks Thank for doing you. that. And uh, we'll, we'll include that information in the show notes and uh, this way everybody can, can uh, check that out as well. Um, and also just how can people get in touch with you, um, connect with you, learn more about um, what you're doing and, and uh, continue the conversation. Probably the easiest way is find one of my YouTube channels, either Pro AV School or Overworked Logic, and just comment on one of the videos. I read all the comments and I interact with people that way. Awesome. Well, th thanks for being here, Dustin. Um, Thanks, James, how, how can people get in touch with you, um, learn what you're up to, and also if there's any uh, final words you wanted to share? Oh, as always, you can uh, reach me at tw uh, on Twitter, AV underscore James King. Uh, LinkedIn, you Google me, I'm out there. And so we have my, um, I think this is great. Um, great hearing from Dustin. And uh, I think he's doing pretty uh, amazing stuff over there. Excellent. I do as well. And for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media. You can reach my company, Control Concepts, at controlconcepts.net. Um, but what's most important to us is that we hear from you and uh, let's support Dustin. Let's uh, let him know that you're out there and take him up on his offer. And I think he's got some really great stuff in the way um, people are able to serve our audience or just the uh, industry in general is by supporting them and giving them more opportunities so that they can grow and they can be there for you. So uh, keep that in mind and, and um, certainly take him up um, on all the things that he's uh, provided. And there's, there's a lot of great stuff out there. So I hope you'll check that out and I'll be, we'll be following up with him and have him on again in the future so that he can share updates with us as, as uh, he continues on his journey. 
Um, for our show, uh, you could uh, get uh, us on uh, YouTube as well as your favorite podcast player. And um, we always welcome uh, review and uh, comment and um, want to hear from our audience. Uh, also, our uh, Twitter handle for the, for the show is uh, AV Programmer Pod on uh, Twitter. So please uh, connect with us there as well. And that's what we have for today. And this has been Ask the Programmer.